0: Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. See what this godly sorrow has produced in you, what earnestness, what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what concern, what readiness to see justice done. At every point, you have proved yourselves to be innocent in this matter. So even though I wrote to you, it was not on account of the one who did the wrong or of the injured party, but rather that before God, you could see for yourselves how devoted to us you are. By all this, we are encouraged.
1: In addition to our own encouragement, we were especially delighted to see how happy Titus was because his spirit has been refreshed by all of you. I had boasted to him about you and you have not embarrassed me. But just as everything we said to you was true, so our boasting about you to Titus has proved to be true as well. And his affection for you is all the greater when he remembers that you were all obedient, receiving him with fear and trembling. I am glad I can have complete confidence in you. Right. Um, if you recall, chapter 7 uh, started with Paul, um Uh, referencing the arrival of Titus with uh, good news, right? Good news that the letter that Paul had written, a painful letter, a a harsh letter, a challenging letter, um, was received uh, well by the Corinthians. Paul was afraid that it was too uh, strict and that uh, it might cause a a, a kind of a sorrow and um, further damage the relationship between Paul and the Corinthians. But um indeed, they uh, had responded with repentance right and so we talked about kind of how uh what love looks like right what 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 motivated paul what uh, sometimes how to go through conflict uh, we talked about conflict uh, coming from, i said a hurt heart right when someone gets hurt that can lead to, um, obstacles or a a break in a relationship Uh, sometimes a hard heart uh, when uh, someone uh, refuses to open up or be willing to reconcile uh, that uh, leads to sustained conflict but uh, for paul uh, he rejoices because um, he is now kind of reconnected with the corinthians And he's talking more about that, right, in this, uh, in the passage that we just read. So, um, any questions, like, uh, before we kind of dive into the text, any questions uh, that you guys, maybe maybe something that's not clear, or um, something that looks funny to you? Okay, Um, let's... Think about um, the contrast between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. Um, What do you think Paul is saying there about uh, worldly sorrow? Um, And then uh, how would that differ or contrast with godly sorrow? Uh, I think one of the um difference is, is that godly sorrow brings the repentance that leads to god and salvation but worldly sorrow just gives you death that's that's what the comparison is yeah let's let, let's try to unpack that why do you think worldly sorrow why did paul say that why does worldly sorrow lead to death um and, and or if you want to take the other side what is why does godly sorrow lead to repentance and repentance to to god
2: i think a lot of worldly sorrow has to deal with guilt and um guilt doesn't really go anywhere whereas um godly sorrow the repentance part it's relational and you ask god for forgiveness and god forgives so there's a there's a conclusion there's like a peace that comes with that Whereas guilt, yep.
1: What i i wanted to I thought both answers or both parts are are great. Um yeah, why talk more about guilt? Why does guilt not go anywhere? What do you elaborate on that?
2: Um a lot of times you can't fix the guilt, you know, like if there is a direct party, then you can make amends or whatnot, but sometimes there is none, right? There's, um, there's not necessarily a person or, or something that you can, um, it it might not even have been something that you did, right? It could have been maybe a family thing, right? That, um, your ancestors and, you know, um, or, or like, like, um, I guess like uh, colonialism, right? Like, there is you can't really fix it, right? It's just, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just guilt.
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah. So, um, like reparations or restitutions, right? It it seeks to try to compensate or at least recognize that there, whatever was offense or or pain, given. Um, but it doesn't resolve. It doesn't fix. It doesn't, like you said, it doesn't restore uh, what what uh, what things were. And and that's only when those kinds of things are made. Like you know, when you think about from like say an American racial uh, situation. I mean, what can America do to uh, kind of make up "quote unquote" compensate or make up for all of the, you know, the the. <laughs> the terrible things that were done, right, Um, uh, you know, to to the uh, people that were uh, brought over as slaves and, you know, forced into indentured servitude. Um, So, um, uh, other other thoughts, I I think, uh, let's stay on the worldly sorrow, uh, if you want to talk about guilt more or other aspects of worldly sorrow and why Paul says that that path is is a deadly one
2: for me the word that keeps coming to mind is redemption so like godly sorrow can be redeemed um like just looking at this chapter it's not part of today's passage but verse 8 even if i cause you sorrow by my letter i do not regret it Though I did regret it, I see that my letter hurt you, but only for a little while. That I'm happy not because you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led you to repentance. So there's like, you know, that godly sorrow can be redeemed, and and worldly sorrow, yeah. The, the, um, I guess that redemption isn't there. So, um,
1: yeah. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you
2: kind of along the lines of what marge was saying because god is in the picture there's a possibility of change like godly sorrow that there's a possibility of transformation there's a hope whereas like worldly sorrow it's the same things that keep on happening happening generation after generation and if you just keep the eyes you know just strict the strict gaze is just on human beings. Sometimes it just seems very hopeless. It's like history repeating itself again and again and again. We don't learn the lesson. But because God is in the picture, when it's godly sorrow, there's a hope of change, a hope of transformation that his spirit can
1: transform us. Also good. Does anyone have any, like, Stories or examples of a worldly sorrowful situation that just as Marge and and, and Joe said, it, you know, was not redeemable or it left you hopeless
3: or it just
1: wasn't going anywhere. You're stuck.
4: I don't have an example that I can think of off the top of my head, but um, I guess I have a question. You know, I'm sorry if it's obvious, but like, is it this is the godly sorrow and the worldly sorrow about um, can be about the same thing, but it's the response of two different kinds of people? Or is it like two different uh, different kinds of sorrow produced by different things? So, like if I had to think of something like hypothetical, like I don't know, like if I was uh, uh, into finance and I lost like a lot of money in the stock market or something, and then uh, I'm sorrowful about that. It's like worldly sorrow because I lost the money and I made a mistake, and I feel bad about that, and it doesn't really, can't really fix it because I made that mistake. Um, you know is that is that worldly sorrow but would it be if i was a person of faith and i realized that i don't know just because uh i've made money my god or something like that and then i repent of that then that's you know it's something different so I, it, it was never it wasn't clear in my mind
1: go back to what you said if you were a person of faith uh, how does godly sorrow manifest
4: like the same thing happened But it makes me realize, like, you know, I have a problem with like idolatry of money in my life. And so then I repent of that. And so then that's something that that leads to salvation or like some sort of, you know, some sort of redemption. Mm
1: -hmm. I I think it could be uh, kind of applied broadly, uh, I would think. Like here, uh, Paul sent a letter that was let's say very challenging and and pointed at the corinthians so if they were filled with worldly sorrow maybe it would be they would feel bad about themselves or they would feel like misjudged by paul they would um kind of like feel like the relationship is over they wouldn't really see any Uh, they would just you know feel terrible about what he said maybe they're angry or maybe they're depressed and discouraged right and you know even us as christians that that's not that foreign right Uh, criticism uh, correction um you know uh, discipline Uh, sometimes that's our reaction we just take it personally and we just feel bad we look bad and you know maybe we we you know, we're worried about what others think of us. So, to me, that's um, a worldly, uh, sorrowful response to, let's say, uh, you know, a message from God or or something that He sends our way. Uh, but the same letter uh, received was received in a in a in a godly, sorrowful context. So there was sorrow there. They felt. Uh, misunderstood. They felt um, kind. Of they needed to clear their name. They felt uh, they were actually, uh, you know, prodded or goaded into action, right? To really show Paul, you don't understand what we're saying, Paul. Paul, you know, the, the, you know, they had the desire to clear themselves to show that they really did love Paul. So that it, it produced in them kind of liveliness and vitality. Uh, I think that's kind of like, in answer to your question, Peter, or your, 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 your hypothetical is that a, a, a single kind of prompt um, can be received differently. right? But um, I think the other scenario that you were talking about as well is possible. But um, I think Paul is here talking specifically about the response to his letter. And uh, you know, he was, as you remember, not sure whether that letter would really cause a desired effect or that it would be effective. Uh, but he's so thankful, right? Um, he's so um blessed that it indeed produced not worldly sorrow, but godly sorrow. Does does that help at all, Peter? Yeah, thanks. So
3: um, you know, the
1: I think, you know, the example that I would give would be something like, um, you know, when a bad situation comes my way, whether it's personal or in my family or professional or, you know, ministerial. And um, sometimes, you know, I have to admit that I just kind of dwell on it. Without really taking it to the Lord, without really asking for God's help, without really trying to hear from the Lord about what to do with it or how to respond to it, you know, um, somebody sent uh, another minister sent me a text today, which made me, you know, just go off on a rabbit hole of unnecessary things, thoughts, and, and bad memories and, and that kind of stuff. Something that you know was I thought resolved years ago. Uh, and stuff it was kind of very tangential in fact but you know i did since it was passion week i tried to pray through it and you know so you know i I felt a a negative reaction but you know it it was wasn't easy but in the end i think because of passion week i was able to kind of be you know let it not um you know phase me too much and i tried to you know cling to the lord's uh, maybe I got closer to the Lord through it. I feel like um, that, like praying about it and 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 trying to, you know, bring every memory, every detail to the Lord. Uh, it gave me a chance to cry out to God and to feel His presence in, in, in a in a more feel His comfort maybe, or feel even His challenge in one one area. Whereas, you know, if I hadn't prayed about it, if I hadn't, you know, in a prayer walk that I did today, if I had just kind of, let's say, analyzed it and and kind of struggled with it and just kind of let my emotions wash over me, um, it would be more of the worldly sorrow, right? And I think I would have had, I'm sure, a darkened countenance, I would have been more unpleasant maybe um, to you know others I, I might have you know spiritually kind of uh, uh, kind of you know impaled myself a little bit or you know kind of inflicted self-inflicted uh kind of uh, sorrow and, and kind of uh, ramifications of that if you know what I mean um I, I think the the prime biblical example, of worldly sorrow is Judas, right? Judas Iscariot. Um, he did something you know, completely wrong, right? Uh, he betrayed his master. He sold him out. Basically, he uh, he got money uh, for, you know, exchange Jesus's location for money um basically he denied all of the love and the relational equity that jesus had poured into him so uh, and understandably you know he felt really horrible he should feel really horrible for uh doing what he did Uh, and we can tell that his Reaction, his response, although remorseful, right? You know, or regretful, uh, those are you know typical components of sorrow or failure or sin, right? Um, while those are uh those were real, and I think in a sense, it, it was appropriate for Judas to feel that way. Um as you guys have mentioned, as Joe and, and as uh, uh, Marge mentioned and um, as we've been talking about, uh, somehow God wasn't in the picture, right? Or at least God as represented or uh, revealed slash disclosed through Jesus, right? Because Jesus had talked about relationship, he talked about the kingdom, of God. he talked about forgiveness, but all Judas was, could think about was, you know, God the judge, right? God the punisher. And so um, his regrets, his shame, the fact that he tried to return the money and the um the chief priests threw it back at him, refused to accept it, and um you know said something that I think is very poignant, right? They said, It is your responsibility, right? And indeed, Judas thought, This is my responsibility, I sinned. I have to pay for my sin and literally the worldly sorrow that he experienced led to his demise right he hung himself um he took his own life he could not forgive himself and he did not turn to god or jesus for forgiveness and uh yeah so yeah uh, i don't know if you want to say tragically or or so um uh, in, in a way that is kind of uh, i guess the way of the world right um he died he died for his sins um you know some people look to him as actually kind of a hero like you know he he was a man about it he took responsibility uh, for himself but you know the, the bible's universal kind of uh Evaluation of him was that you know he was cursed, right? uh, and uh, you know theology has been written about suicide by what he did and that kind of stuff. But anyway, my point is that um, there is a prime example of when sorrow gets so deep, so um, we can't do anything about it, and the hopelessness uh, when there is no God when there's no godliness in the sorrow that we experience yeah Um, indeed uh, the end result not only for judas for all other people right if ours the sorrows of our lives don't lead us to turn to god to repentance to forgiveness then we will face the same fate the same outcome the same future we will be um it will lead to death right in contrast Judas is Peter, Apostle Peter, uh, who I think uh, you could probably uh, equivocate, what's the word? Um, I'm trying to get a fancy word than equate, but uh, make equivalent, equivalize, I think is the word, equivalize uh, Judas's betrayal with Peter's denial, right? Um, Although, you know, Peter got no money out of it. He did you know, save his own skin. He ran away, just like he rejected or denied the relationship with Jesus uh, and stuff. And, and so Peter experienced that kind of remorse. And it says he wept bitterly. He um, hated himself. Right? He had nothing positive uh, about his actions. He had boasted. Uh, loudly that he of all people would be would not fall away and that he would go to jesus to his death uh, go with jesus to his death and yet you know peter crumpled Uh, he was not the rock he was uh, like the sands of time he just um, fell apart and uh, he too felt really bad right he felt really defeated he felt that he was really uh, he was ashamed right that the guilt uh, must have been unbearable Uh, and yet um, he turns to god Uh, we don't follow the the bible doesn't provide the details of the actual repentance but uh, he in a sense you could say that he hung around he stuck around right and when jesus uh, calls him, uh, Peter is ready to come before him and to uh, rely on Jesus and to re- reconcile and, and be restored. Right, And in, in Peter's case reinstated um, as uh, the chief apostle. Um, so um, this kind of uh, of they both fell big time one guy's sorrow led to death one guy's sorrow led to right a renewed relationship a even glorious relationship uh with uh, jesus christ and that's what paul is saying he goes hey you corinthians you guys didn't go the worldly way you didn't end our communication you didn't languish and uh, deny whatever um, what God was doing in your life. uh, You took the opportunity to uh, to clear your name. You showed how much you loved God, how much you loved Paul, how much you loved the church by, um, you know, your, your, your attitudes and your emotions and your actions. So um, one more th- thing that I, I, I thought was worth noting about at least in the Corinthians response uh, was kind of how kind of comprehensive their actions were, right, especially verse 11, uh, it is a, a quite a litany of the positive uh, changes that godly sorrow uh, produced in them right earnestness eagerness alarm ready you know um, i think that's one way like am i experiencing worldly sorrow or am i experiencing godly sorrow well as joe mentioned worldly sorrow sometimes just you know kind of puts us in a straitjacket as we were laughing about what Jack said, he had no motivation to get up from the couch. Worldly sorrow is like that; just wanna, uh, wanna lie around and have no motivation to do anything. We just, you know, it's just a like a pity party sometimes, right? Um, but godly sorrow, it it lit a fire; it ignited all of the things maybe that were a little bit dormant or a little bit hidden uh, among the Corinthians, and we see that they. Uh, their repentance produced fruit, right, that's one of the signs of repentance, and a similar sign of godly sorrow, does it bring us um, into more godliness, right, does it make us pursue truth, does it make us more passionate, more loving, more caring, right, if you say, man, I, I repented, I, I experienced godly sorrow, but, you know, there is no, like, net change no positive uh transformation there's no like a uh, spark of of christ's likeness or um transformation in you there's no there's no renewal uh, in you right we, we might ask ourselves well maybe i'm actually calling a godly sorrow but it seems like it's more worldly sorrow so i thought it was helpful um that paul kind of um elaborates on uh, what we see in the corinthians uh, response okay um so uh, any thoughts uh, on stuff that i've kind of shared or new parts about verses of um, 10 and 11. okay then let's look at the rest um uh, like uh, twelve kind of covers both, but thirteen through sixteen brings in this kind of additional component. Um, what do you guys think uh, about the that what Paul writes there? Um, what is he what is he like actually saying? How do you read
0: what he shares? Um <clears throat> when I think about the word repentance, how um godly sorrow, uh, brings repentance. I, I I go back to that definition of U-turn, like turning around, right? And I think what, um, like you said, the litany of changes that this godly sorrow brought about seem like, um, just this this just that earnestness and eagerness and longing and concern to. Um, to change or to make right or to um i guess at one point he says see justice done right so um i guess with judas maybe he just felt like you know it was impossible right even if he was sorry even if he returned the money even if that um so that just there there doesn't seem to be i I guess he just was hopeless right he didn't turn to um he didn't take that impossible situation and and turn to god to provide that for him like peter did so it's just kind of thinking about that definition of repentance meaning you know u-turn or or a change of heart
3: so um and why does godly sorrow um you know leave no regret why does it bring uh, joy and you know renewed
1: vitality it's as you know it's been kind of said all along and Mona kind of re-emphasized it um the, the the one being, the one person, um, the only person who can really uh, set things uh, aright, the only person that can fix, truly fix what we've done, right, is is God, because right? uh, you know we can talk about how He is all powerful and that you know He He can. Uh, He's in control, but um, more than that, he's the one that we've offended. And um, I think that's kind of really where the guilt arises uh, because we have, uh, he's put in us, right, a conscience. He's uh, implanted in us a sense of right and wrong. And uh, so when that sorrow uh, comes, He's the only one that can um, make that sorrow go away. He's the only one that can uh, infuse uh, joy in us. So,
3: um, you know, especially in light of Passion
1: Week, um, you know, there's just a lot of sorrows in life. Um, Even beyond just personal sorrow, like just our world is, just you know i just don't understand it why why would a person choose to go on a crowded rush hour subway and shoot people up and why would you know a you know a a leader of, of, of a powerful nation decide that you know he's justified in? attacking uh, another sovereign nation and why would you know why is there uh, so many people taking advantage uh, of others Uh, and why are people um, choosing to make others miserable um, to denigrating their character or violating their person or, or 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 you know saying derogatory things about them. Um our, our world is a, is a is a is a sorrowful place, right? It's a sorry place, it's a, it's a place full of sorrows. Um, and you know, um, despite all our efforts to you know together a body politic and esprit de corps and brotherhood of kind. uh i just you know i think it's been proven that there is no fix right and we can try to wipe this slate clean but you know it's like trying to clean yourself with something that a dirty rag you just you're wiping yourself you're washing your you're like trying to get the dirt off but the the rag itself is dirty right the cloth itself so it's, you know we, we're going to stay dirty or even get dirtier um that's worldly sorrow that's uh, life without god that's uh, what our world has you know struggled with since time immemorial that's why you know jesus came right incarnation that's why he Uh, Submitted himself to God's will and that's why we have passion week so that he could pave a way right to the throne of grace. Um, That he could show us that. um, The world is not. The the final arbiter it's not the final. um, Stage. it it doesn't end there. Uh, there There's something greater, there's something beyond there's something above, right? And that is the the sovereignty, the holiness and the grace of God, right? And Jesus Christ embodies all that. Um, He eternity stepped into time, The, the second person of the Trinity became the word became flesh. Right. And um, he solved even worldly sorrow, right? Because he solved death. The fact that Jesus died a sinner's death and then rose a
3: uh, rose to a
1: new life, right? Um, his resurrection shows that you know godly sorrow leads to life, right? That even worldly sorrow with all of its dead ends and all of its problems, right? That doesn't have to be the last word. That doesn't have to be the the end. That's not the, uh, it's not
3: um, the conclusion,
1: right? The conclusion, if we would uh, exercise faith, if we would truly turn to god and repent right let's not forget repentance right this is the key to unlock all of these amazing blessings and uh, powerful future and glory right eternal life eternal relationship the absence of worldly sorrow is you know heaven um all that is accessed through the Uh, the medium of repentance right and so here we are good friday tomorrow here we are um, today i think it's monday thursday right when jesus was arrested and he allowed himself to be put on trial and to under subject to uh, be uh, cruelly uh, tortured and unjustly Uh, executed and um, uh, you know fully abandoned right Uh, he allowed himself to do that because he wanted to make godly sorrow the way to eternal life the way to new life so uh, it's a big deal it's so uh it's what we need to uh, experience uh, you know we i think look for joy we look for excitement we look for something lo- alive and lively in in the christian life in the church in um, our spiritual experiences right you know, often i think it needs to go through you know, godly sorrow right and, and repentance that's where uh, we can, uh, find our joy. That's where we can find, um, life that uh, God intends, right. And it's where we find the energy and the excitement, just as the Corinthians were renewed, revived right by the appropriate response to Paul's letter. You know, the Titus, uh, reference is, I think an encouragement, to us um you know to to stick to it uh, to be not only those who experience personally godly sorrow but are used of god to help others right to help our brothers and sisters um experience it as well right it's not not that you have to that's your calling or that's your mission or that's what you know that's your reason that's your whatever job but uh, spiritual matters, right, um, you know, in our, the world of sorrow that we live in, um, there are, there will be occasions and we shouldn't shy away from that, we shouldn't, right, it, it, it's pretty discouraging to try to help someone or, or maybe it's more discouraging when someone who um, is experienced in the world of sorrows just are una- is unable or unwilling To um, snap out of it, or to step out of it, or to climb out of it, or to pray out of it—however you want to say it, right? When someone is going through something that the world, you know, is um, is is painful um, and and, you know is uh, adverse—that is, you know, leading to right. Kind of, uh, know, like, a, um, like a, a erosion of the heart, right? Maybe it's actual physical problems. I mean, sometimes, you know, uh, our, our 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 sorrows, right, manifest in that way. To see someone um, unable to extricate themselves, um, not turning to God in that. I mean, that's that's like. That's, 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 that's like the worst. That's one of the yeah. so no, it's certainly not something you look forward to. Right? It's frustrating. It's maddening. It's um, painful. It's discouraging. And, and I think Paul and Titus must have seen that 101 times Right? Uh, in, in the people that they minister to in the churches that struggled or you know that were uh, kind of whatever problematic they were uh, maybe they were obstinate or proud or arrogant you know you know it's not a pleasant thing it's not a desirable thing it's it's kind of it kind of sucks it drains you um, but you know, paul spends time here talking about not only his own refreshment but titus's right titus as a servant as an emissary as uh, an example as an agent of paul and of god right? to help the corinthians help others uh draw near to god I, that, that that is the um encouragement and that's the blessing that can come if we, Uh, are willing to be um, you know used of God so I think um, it's interesting that uh, not only is not only did the Corinthians um, really kind of their godly sorrow not only helped them right but it helped Paul and it helped Titus it just uh, it was kind of a, a very full blessing right Um, that um, the Spirit brought about and the prayers of the people brought about. Okay, those are my reflections from our passage. Um, I was going to lead us in prayer unless there were any other thoughts. Let me give us some time uh, to just make personal uh, application and uh, kind of overlay this, uh, what Paul says here on our own lives, worldly sorrow, godly sorrow. You know, if you're feeling uh, like things are uh, just pretty dead spiritually, uh, or if you know you're you feel stuck um, in um, a phase of guilt and hopeless, um, if you're regretful and remorseful like Judas, but you don't want to turn to God, uh, repentance is you, know, you don't want to touch with a ten foot pole. Uh, I think the Lord has a this passage for you, for you and me, if we're in that. Um, and then uh, how often how what's our familiarity with all of these descriptions of godly sorrow right, where um, we come before god we uh, rush towards him or it it, it kind of energizes our whole spiritual being and you know it then starts um, Sending sparks and lighting other people on, you know, spiritual fervor and fire. Um, why is that not happening uh, in you? Why is it not happening uh, to others? Why is it happening in us? You know, maybe that's something to reflect and, and pray about. So, let me give a few minutes, and then uh, I could lead us in closing prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, amidst the cares of this world and our own personal struggles, um, it uh, really helps us, I think, to see the example of of the Corinthians and uh, how they uh, responded uh, to the word of God in a way that led them to uh, restore and renew and um, uh, revitalize their walk with you, their relationship with Paul and Titus, um uh, we uh, desire that i hope uh, in our own spiritual lives today in our church uh, in our milieu in our situation uh, where uh, there's so much uh, literal death um, there's subway shootings and there's uh, conflict in ukraine and there's pandemic woes um, almost a million people in America in the 21st century lord have died uh, due to a virus um, much more the world over um, and faced with uh, those kinds of things uh, compounded by our own failings our own uh, sins uh, our own um, missteps lord Uh, it's easy to just uh, maybe um, either uh, throw in the towel uh, uh, maybe give up uh, our efforts um, maybe uh, just harden our hearts maybe just um, blame others, uh, maybe just uh, just uh, rail against uh, all of our our, our would be oppressors and uh, the, the people who in uh, situations that have caused all this. Um, but Lord, you offer something uh, not only better uh, in that um, uh, there is real solutions, there's real changes. Um, but uh, something more eternal or um, uh, something that uh, can lead us uh, to the kind of experiences that we will have for eternity. And that is um, a uh, unbroken and unsullied uh, uh, a relationship with you, uh, 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 a pure uh, and clean path uh, to the throne of grace uh, made possible especially uh, through the passion of you, Lord Jesus. Uh, Thank you for carrying the cross all the way uh, and applying your own godliness uh, to the worldly sorrow that we uh, are mired in. And uh, through repentance, through reconciliation, through uh, faith, Lord, uh, we can have, we can transcend we can rise above um, um this uh, uh the, the mire that we live in and uh, we can experience this kind of earnestness and this kind of uh, clarity this kind of concern this kind of fire this kind of truth um help us lord especially uh this week to uh, see all this in uh, with spiritual eyes and with humble hearts Uh, please strengthen us in uh, new ways in uh, supernatural ways so that um, the change the transformation the life that you want uh, you want us to uh, to flow and to um uh, to uh, pump in us lord uh, will Uh, will um, indeed uh, be evident uh, for your glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.